Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Rams Up, your Los Angeles Rams podcast. We're a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover just about any SoCal sports team, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Man, pretty eager to see the Rams get back out on the field after that dismal performance against the Bills. I'll have a preview of that Rams-Falcons game coming up here shortly. I also have a new Triple P segment. That's which fan bases are pumped, which ones are pissed, and which ones are perplexed. And we'll take a look back at my Week 1 game picks and offer you my Week 2 picks. Get through some Ram news here real quick. Kyron Williams on IR. They'll recall him at some point, I'm sure. Rams long snapper Matt Orzak is an injury concern this week, so the Rams have signed long snapper Matt Overton to the practice squad. I would suspect he would get called up as one of those two practice squad guys they can activate. Aaron Donald needs one more sack to get to 100. Pretty impressive for a defensive lineman, especially considering how often he is double and triple teamed. Hey, who's two sacks in front of him? Our old buddy Robert Quinn, who has really put together a very nice career with the Bears now, still tearing it up. Matthew Stafford has reached a milestone as well. 
He has eclipsed 50,000 career passing yards. Doing so in his 183rd career game, he broke Drew Brees' record for the fewest games to reach that mark of 50,000 yards. He's now number 12th all-time in NFL history passing yards. He should pass John Elway by midseason, would be my guess. Three active players are still ahead of him, though. Tom Brady, his buddy Matt Ryan, and Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, Jared Goff should break into the top 100 this weekend. Hey, I gotta call myself out for some blunders last week. I've done this a few times. Derek Carr, David Carr. If I say David Carr, I mean Derek Carr. If I say Derek Carr, I'm obviously talking about David Carr. If I say Skowronek, I'm talking about Skowronek. You all know that by now as well, along with a handful of other names I continuously get wrong. And my sports pet peeve last week, I was led down the wrong road. I was talking about I was talking about something that happened in the BYU versus Boise State game. It was actually BYU versus Baylor. Doesn't really change anything. Just wanted to make that correction. And the Los Angeles Dodgers have clinched a playoff berth for the tenth straight year. And little icing on the cake, Max Muncy is now batting over 200, at least at the moment, by the end of the night, may not be the case anymore. So we'll be back with our three segments in a moment, our who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed, a preview of that Ram-Falcon game, and my straight-up game picks for week two. When I have spare time on my hands, one of the things I like to do to relax and chill is get on YouTube and listen to some of my favorite bands, live performances from back in the day. It's just a great way to relax. And when I do so, I use my Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. Optimized gel tips, and they have a perfect in-ear fit. They give you eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life. They have three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. Go to buyraycon.com today and use code TPPN15 to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's code TPPN15 at buyraycon.com to score 15% off. BuyRaycon.com, code TPPN15. Now, I usually don't revisit my who's pumped, who's pissed, who's perplexed segment after just one week of the season. And for those of you who haven't joined me for this yet, I take the pulse of fan bases across the league which fan bases are pumped, which ones are pissed, and which ones are perplexed. But I think there was enough that happened this week that we can easily identify which fan bases are feeling it right now, good or bad. And I'm not just going to call out all the teams that lost as being pissed. It's a little more complicated than that. But let me get into the teams that I think their fan bases have to be pumped. The first one is obviously the Bills. I mean, right now... They look like they could beat anybody by 20 points the way they played against the Rams. It's a long season. They're pumped, but they need to pump the brakes on that. 
You know how it goes in the NFL, one injury, one fumble in the playoffs, and things can end very quickly. But needless to say, the Bills fan base, the Bills mafia is pumped as heck right now. And the Seahawks fan base has to be pumped. Hey, they were pumped before that game. They were pumped on the first snap of that game against the Broncos. It was really electric there. At least it seemed that way. They may have been pumped regardless of how this game turned out, but they're certainly pumped being able to defeat Russell Wilson. But they lost Jamal Adams, another team that needs to pump the brakes. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to sustain this, but they were my pick as far as taking the over on the win totals five and a half, and they already have one in the bag. I'm not sure how long it's going to last for the Seahawks. And I have to say, good time to jump in here on this. I was really surprised they booed Russell Wilson. But needless to say, at this moment, the Seahawks fan base is pumped. And the Giants fan base, man, they have to be thrilled. Going for two, securing the one-point lead, and then watching the Titans miss a field goal. Now, that was my survivor pick, Titans over the Giants, but I don't mind. Feel good for the Giants and their fan base. They've been through a lot. Their fan base is pumped. Now, I only picked one fan base that I'm going to throw out there as being pissed, and that's the Cowboys fan base. I mean, America's team, give me a break. This team, it's really fallen on hard times, but their fan base, kind of like the Steeler fan base, they think their entire roster should be all pro, and if you talk about the top 100 players of all time, Cowboys fans will list about 60 of their guys, but they have to be pissed at this point. It doesn't look good, and how frustrating must it be to think your team is kind of done after one game? Now, I know technically they're not. They're in a weak division. They could rally, but I don't know. If I was a Cowboys fan, I'm not even sure if pissed is the right word. But it's beyond perplexed our next category. Cowboys fans are feeling something and it ain't good. Now, I identified five teams that are perplexed. First team is the Colts, a favorite to win that division. They go on the road and pull out a tie with their new quarterback. Ah, they got to be perplexed, but they'll bounce back. Packers fans have to be perplexed, crossing their fingers that this offense was still going to roll right along without Devontae Adams, and I don't know. I was not feeling the love for the Packers before this season started. I knew they were going to be good, but I saw some people picking them. You know, Power rankings, number three or four, saw some people picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and I figured they, you know, they're probably a playoff team, but that's it. And the Broncos fans have to be perplexed, much like the Colts who brought in a new quarterback, Good team, new quarterback, let's roll, right? Broncos, great defense, new quarterback, let's get it done. And then that happens. And also have to have some reservations about their coach. Nathaniel Hackett might be an example of the Peter principle. I'm already wondering if Hackett should have stuck it out as a coordinator somewhere. Did he get promoted beyond his skill level? He doesn't strike me as a great head coach, a leader of men. Just a gut feeling here and that decision at the end of that game. Hey, you know, if he hits that 64-yarder, maybe we're okay with that decision. But it was a strange one. You bring in Russell Wilson, 
and then you take them off the field in that situation and try a 64-yarder basically at sea level. You know, if that's in Denver, it makes a heck of a lot more sense than if you're in Seattle. So Broncos fans are perplexed, and Niners fans have to be perplexed. You know, it was rainy, uh, miserable conditions, Trey Lance still learning the ropes. There's a lot of excuses, a lot of rationalizing how they lost that game, but they still have to wonder, where is this team headed? Kyle Shanahan cannot win without Jimmy G. Shanahan is 8-29 without Jimmy G. And here's another tidbit. Lovey Smith has a better winning percentage than Kyle Shanahan. Now, if I'm a Niners fan, I'm not pissed. I'm still trying to be optimistic. Things are going to work out okay. But if they're totally honest with you, they got to be a little perplexed. And the last team that's perplexed, the last fan base that is perplexed, hey, it's us, Ram fans. Pretty pitiful performance. Opening day against a great team, and we can rationalize just like Niner fans can, but we also have to be a little concerned. We need Van Jefferson out there. We need Allen Robinson involved. We need Jalen Ramsey to step it up. We need the offensive line to seal some holes there, and we'll be okay. But until we get out there and get a win underneath our belt, I think I'm pretty representative of the Rams fan base, and I'm a little perplexed. That's it for now. Hopefully we won't revisit this for a few weeks. I don't really want to do this every week, but hey, events may dictate that I come back to this on a weekly basis. Support for Rams Up is brought to you by Manscaped, providing the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered, and you can tell just holding these guys in your hands. I have the lawnmower, their primary male grooming tool. I'm not going to get into the details of how I use it. That's not how I roll. But I will tell you, I was pleased to find out it actually works really well on the beard and mustache as well. And it's waterproof along with the Weed Whacker, which, by the way, is the best nose trimmer I've ever had. They're both waterproof. Take it into the shower. No more mess on your vanity, on your bathroom floor. Man, these products are awesome. So right now, get 20% off and free shipping with the code RAMSUP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code RAMSUP. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Let's get into our week two matchup, the Los Angeles Rams hosting the Atlanta Falcons, both teams 0-1. Big game for the Rams. They need to win badly here. As I said prior to the season starting, I thought a key to the Rams season was beating the Falcons and sweeping the Seahawks, maybe throwing the Panthers too. As brutal as their schedule is, they need to win games like this. Series record, Rams are 48-30 and 30 with two ties, so they have a significant edge. Remember, these two teams were in the same division back in the day. The last time they played, October 20th, 2019, in Atlanta, Rams 37, Falcons 10, Jared Goff 268 yards and two TDs. Four Rams had 50-plus receiving yards, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, 
Gerald Everett and Brandon Cooks. Memorable games. Lots of good ones from the Rams' perspective between September 1999 and October 2003, the heyday of the greatest show on turf. The Rams really picked on the Falcons in this period. No team was victimized more by the greatest show on turf than the Falcons. Rams were 7-0 in that period. Outscored the Falcons 264-97. to I needed a calculator to add up those Rams scores. The Falcons basically counted it on my fingers. The average score, those games, 38-14 to Rams. Over that seven-game stretch, the Rams returned four turnovers for 50-plus yards for TDs. They had two 100-yard kick returns, both by Tony Horn. They had six TD passes of 45-plus yards. Rams really hammered the Falcons in it. If you were around, if you were paying attention back in those days, you probably remember some pretty darn good games from the Rams' perspective against the Falcons. And then there's a bad one, a bad memory. Jeff Fisher's last game as head coach at the Rams. Or does that make it a good memory? I'm not sure. Falcons 42, Rams 10. Just a totally embarrassing performance. The most surprising thing about that whole debacle was that Jeff Fisher was so surprised that he was fired the next morning. That was a bad performance. Something bad happened on the opening kickoff. I forget what it was. I think we fumbled it and the Falcons recovered and scored or scored very quickly after that. Uh, I have tried to erase that game from my memory, so I apologize for not remembering the details, but it was bad from the get-go. And with all the great games against the Falcons, I have a second bad memory. There was that 2018 playoff loss to the Falcons. Farrow Cooper's worst game ever. Two first quarter fumbles that led to 10 points for the Falcons and the Rams never recovered. So what's this Falcon team looking like nowadays? They're coached by Arthur Smith, his second season. Key players, Marcus Mariota, the Oregon quarterback that wins with his legs as much as his arm. Cordell Patterson, who has really reinvented himself, came in the league as a wide receiver kick returner, and now he's a load as a running back. Second-year tight end Kyle Pitts, already one of the best in the business. Jake Matthews, been around forever at tackle. One of the better cornerbacks in the league. He made the top 100 players this year, A.J. Terrell. And you've all probably heard of defensive lineman Grady Jarrett. He really gets after the quarterback. Who were the Falcons draft picks this year? They did pretty well. Uh, Three guys that I really liked. One I really liked for the Rams, but Drake London, the wide receiver out of USC. He had a great game on opening day. And I really liked their quarterback, Desmond Ritter. He won't be starting for some time, probably. And the edge guy out of Western Kentucky, D'Angelo Malone. He'll contribute down the road as well. Ram Connections, they have Kadero Hodge. Remember him? He was deep on the Rams' depth chart at wide receiver a few years back. Too early in the season to look at team stats, in my opinion, but 2021, Falcons really had trouble getting the ball into the end zone. 33 TDs. For comparison, the Rams had 52. Fourth lowest yards per game total, 303. They really struggled running the ball. Patterson was their main guy, 618 yards rushing, his best ever. He also had 548 yards receiving. Patterson, the 29th pick in the 2013 draft. I remember 
there being some debate among some draft Knicks about whether the Rams should draft him or Tavon Austin. Rams picked Austin eighth overall. And on the defensive side of the ball, wasn't a lot of good news there either last year for the Falcons. Gave up the third most points in the league, 27 points per game. The odds for this game, Rams 10.5, a little higher than I expected it to be, the over-under 47.5. Both teams come in 0-1, Falcons devastating loss. They led 26-10 in the fourth quarter. They led 26-24 and had the ball third and one. This is against the Saints. With less than two minutes left, and they had a bad exchange. Mariota had to cover the ball. Falcons punted, and... Sure enough, Winston hits Jarvis Landry for 40 yards. Will Lutz kicks the game winner with 29 seconds left. And the Falcons lose. A game they really deserve to win. Patterson finished with 22 rushes, 120 yards, and a TD. So he's a load, 220 pounds or so. Mariota, 12 rushes for 72 yards, 1 TD rushing. 20 for 33, 215 passing yards, no TDs. So it's a bit of a dilemma defending this team. They got Kyle Pitts at tight end. They got the young wide receiver, Drake London, and Mariota and Patterson can both hurt you with their feet. The rookie London, five catches for 74 yards. They didn't really get Pitts involved. He just had two catches. But rest assured, he will be involved against the Rams. And Grady Jarrett had one and a half sacks against the Saints. So we'll be back in a second with our fearsome four keys to the game and some predictions. The NFL's opening week was action-packed, and it's just getting started. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team ends up losing. And wait, there's more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, back to this Ram-Falcon game. What are my fearsome four keys to this game. My fearsome key number one is don't let Cordell Patterson and Mariota get that running game rolling for the Falcons. Defensive line and the linebackers have to step up. Make sure this doesn't happen. Don't let Mariota extend plays. Keep Patterson in check early in the game. Make the Falcons rely on the passing game. That would be my fearsome key number one. Fearsome key number two Well, this is a no-brainer, improved pass protection, right? That's going to be key for this Rams team moving forward. We can win games with an average running game, but we need to protect Stafford. That passing game has to be clicking on all cylinders more often than not. Last week, it really wasn't at all, except Stafford to cup. So we need to improve that pass protection, and that's going to be a challenge with yet another starter out there, Tremaine Ankrum and Coleman Shelton taking over snapping duties. Now, the Falcons last year were pretty anemic as far as getting at the quarterback, but last week they had four sacks. So we got to seal that up. That means the tight ends helping a little bit, the running backs, whatever it takes. 
got to do whatever it takes to protect Stafford. For some key number three, you know, we need someone besides Cooper Cup to get involved. Robinson, Van Jefferson, if he goes, not looking real good at this point. Has not practiced yet this week. Tyler Higby, who had a couple drops. Falcons have a couple good cornerbacks, A.J. Terrell and Casey Hayward, but they both struggled last week, surprisingly. Terrell yielded a 150.4 passer rating. So one of those guys is going to be focused on Cup, I suspect. Someone else has to step up against probably Hayward. Last week, Cup and Higby combined for 26 targets. 26 of Stafford's 41 attempts went in the direction of Cup or Higby. And that's got to change. Whether that's Robinson or Skaronic, getting the running backs more involved. Got to be a little more creative, I think, as well. Not just the Cooper Cup show. And to be quite honest, that's as much on Stafford as it is the receiving core. Here's some key number four. Jalen Ramsey has to step up his game. The Rams gave up three passing TDs last week. Now, it's not all his fault, but we need him to lock down someone, right? And He hasn't been doing it. Three passing TDs last week. The Rams gave up 17 all last year. Ramsey needs to show up. The rest of the secondary will feed off that. The defensive line takes care of Mariota and Patterson. The secondary needs to step up and lock down that passing game. And it's not going to be easy. Kyle Pitts, the tight end, he's going to be extra hungry. He almost got shut out last week, only had two catches. And the rookie, Drake London, starting to feel it. He'll be a challenge. Not sure what the Rams' strategy is going to be, but but hopefully better than what they did last week. So those are my first and four keys to the game. Don't let Patterson and Mariota get rolling. Improve the pass protection. Get another receiver involved. Allen Robinson or Van Jefferson if he's a go. And Ramsey, step it up. Now my prediction for this game. I think the Rams are going to win pretty handily. I think the Falcons will probably get a late score in garbage time to make it look a little more respectable. But I'm going with the Rams 30, the Falcons 17. Rams should control it from start to finish. And my secondary prediction, I think this is Allen Robinson's breakout game for the Rams. They're going to do whatever it takes to get Robinson more involved, as they should. And don't be surprised if Higby has a better game He's got to be pissed off after missing the Super Bowl and then coming back and having those two drops against the Bills. Look for Higby to step up as well. That's my prediction. Rams 30, Falcons 17, and on to Arizona with a 1-1 one one record. Next up, my Week 2 Straight Up Game Picks. Let's get into our Rams up straight up picks for week two of the NFL season. But first to look back at last week, I actually did pretty well after a really bad start. In fact, between the Thursday game and Sunday morning, Pete Prisco, Lorenzo, Mike, and I were all in pretty bad shape. But we all made a comeback. Uh, What saved my day was I was the only one of the four that picked the Commanders over the Jaguars. And what hurt Pete was he was the only one that picked the Cowboys, but he was also the only one who picked the Bills. What hurt my record, I went with the Lions. And, you know, I'm not going to take all the safe picks. I'm going to make a reach once in a while. 
This time it didn't pay off. So what are the standings after week one? Mike stands at 11 and 5. I am in second place, 10 and 6. Lorenzo and Pete, both 9 and 7. And full transparency here, when there is a tie, I give everybody a correct pick. It just simplifies these standings. No one gains an advantage. So let's get to week two. And you know what? There's some tough ones this week as well. Thursday night, an AFC West showdown, and this has all the hallmarks of a classic. Not sure if J.C. Jackson, the great cornerback for the Chargers, is going to be able to go. They might need him. Two of the best rosters in the league, Pat Mahomes versus Justin Herbert. You know, I think the Chargers might be slightly better overall, but I'm going to go with the home team and take the Chiefs. Sunday morning, another great matchup, Dolphins-Ravens, both teams opening with a Fairly easy win. I'm going to go with the Ravens. When in doubt, take the home team. Jets versus Browns. Another one that's tough to pick, really. I'm going to roll with the Browns, though. Commanders versus the Lions. Second week in row, I'm picking the Lions. I might be the first person to ever do that. Colts and Jags. You know, everybody was all in on the Jags, made all those acquisitions, some really good draft picks. I'm taking the Colts. Bucks and Saints. Now, this is interesting. The Bucks defense looked really good against the Cowboys, but not sure if that's anything to hang your hat on quite yet. The Saints looked very resilient. These two teams have quite a history, quite a bitter rivalry. I'm going to go with the Saints, and I'm probably going to regret it. Panthers versus Giants, and the Giants are pumped, and they will roll to a win here. The 2-0 New York Giants, my 32nd ranked team prior to the season, 2-0. Crazy. Patriots versus Steelers, two of the best coaches in the league in a Week 2 matchup. I'm going to roll with the Steelers. Falcons, Rams, do you really need to ask? Seahawks at 49ers. Now, the opening spread I saw was Niners minus nine, I think it was. And, man, I'd definitely take the Seahawks and the points in this game. These two teams have quite a history, some incredible games, hugely close games. Seahawks in the opening Monday night football game, electric crowd, juiced up for the return of Russell Wilson, going to be tougher on the road against the Niners. I'm taking the Niners. Bengals-Cowboys. Both teams 0-1. Cowboys are already in trouble. Bengals have a bounce-back game. Get to 1-1 with the win. Texans versus Broncos. Broncos also bounce back with a win at home. Russell finally gets it going. Cardinals versus Raiders, and this is one of the more interesting games. Two teams that have the potential to really light it up. Raiders favored by a touchdown, and I'm going to take the Raiders. I just have no faith in the Cardinals. I think they are already a team on the decline. Kyler Murray, if he's on, could be a very close game and Cardinals could win. But like I said, I'll stick with the Raiders. Bears at Packers. Packers favored by 10. Last I saw, I'll roll with the Packers. Titans at Bills. Bills at home. Will not have played in 10 days. The Titans aren't a team that gets blown out very often, and I don't think they will. It'll be a good game. 
but I'm taking the Bills. And Monday Night Football, did they hit the jackpot with this game? Vikings at the Eagles. Two of the more exciting and interesting teams in the league. The Eagles, a slight favorite. I love what's going on in Minnesota, but I also love what's going on in Philadelphia. So I'm going to take the home team, the Eagles. So those are my Rams up straight up picks for week two. Now there's going to be some surprises. Just don't know which one, right? I mean, who would have thought after week one that the Rams, Niners, Bengals, Broncos, Cardinals, Raiders, Packers, and Titans would all lose? Some of those teams' favorites to make deep playoff runs, but but 0-1 out of the gate, and the Colts also winless with that tie against the Texans. So we'll check back next week to see how I did. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at ramsup.com. You'll find links to all of our episodes and a link to our YouTube channel. And you can also leave us a voicemail from our website. Don't forget to subscribe and give us that five-star rating. It's really appreciated. And remember, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.